last time on Geek Force. The squad talked about the James Gunn transition into the DCEU and what it means for the future. And as we're wrapping up this, this week's episode for Black History Month, please tune in to see what we're talking about today. Now on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the wonderful and amazing G-Squad of Ray, Marlon, and Amy. Welcome back, you guys, to a brand new episode. And especially welcome back to Ray. We've missed you dearly. He, True. he cut I'm that snitch. Also, just, just want to say for the record, I'm proud to be a master beater. Beater? Wait, wait, wait! Both of those things? Y'all were talking about shame? Y'all were talking about shame? I know, I said the wrong word, because, well, you know, the joke, the pun, or something like that. You can bleep that part out if you want to. Go away! But, <laughs> I am a proud beater in the Quidditch Army. Thank you very much. Ah, I'm just screaming! <laughs> I just love how she's just masturbating. Like, wait, no, wait, no, I didn't be masturbating. It must be masturbating. <laughs> We're glad to have you back, Ray. We're glad to have you back, Ray. So glad to have everyone back today. So let's hope we can have a show next week. Um, how's everyone doing? Are you excited to talk about all the topics we're talking about today? Um, yeah, so getting into it, as you know, um, I want to talk about Lost, uh, Last of Us. We have three more episodes, counting the one today, if currently today is Sunday. Um, and I want to pick you guys' brain and how you're doing it so far. I want your theories on, um, on the horizon, knowing here's how my- we have two more episodes left. Well, Kat, here's my theory. If you put Pedro Pascal in anything, it's going to be great. This yes. man has proven this time and time again. Yes. He was that season of Game of Thrones he was in, great season of Game of Thrones. Yes. The Mandalorian, great show. Yes. <laughs> Last of Us, kicking butt. Even when he was in the bubble and it was like a terrible he was still oh gosh, funny as hell in that. Even when he was he in was Wonder so Woman too. I like he had the best lines in that whole movie. That was the stretch of his power. No, his little line was the most gifted thing in the whole movie. What was it? It could be great, but it could be better. Like that was gift oh, yeah, over yeah, and over yeah. again. It sounds like a Michael Scott quote. <laughs> I think he it probably, is a Michael Scott the way, quote. The way he's acting, he probably got it from Michael Scott. Like, Pedro did sell it with his I feel like out of everyone in that film, he had the most energy for yes. his role. Like I am fully my character. Like yes. everyone definitely didn't feel like they were delivering as hard as he was like, hey, it could be good, but it could be better. Here's my little child that I have who's running around unsupervised. Cut back to me, child. But yeah, I feel like Pedro is just a phenomenal actor and he's just doing an amazing job. Um, And I've been loving it. I feel like this show does an amazing job of hitting at the emotional components of this game. And I think in the game, it's difficult to kind of just like linger in those emotional components because you have to like have a zombie fight, have an XYZ fight. But because you're allowed to kind of sit in the emotional state of Joel for much longer periods of time, you're allowed to kind of like really kind of marinate in that uh and that hurt and that pain and also in the fact that he's like i have a path can i change my path i don't know am i too old and you're also allowed to kind of get this ellie perspective of like hey this whole world is kind of scary i'm gonna put up a, a brave front but like 
the unknown scares me and I need to latch on to someone who can protect me because all the people who I could are dead. And it's just this one man who seems to like me. I think he likes me and I need him and he needs me too. So I, I've been loving this kind of emotional weight we've been given with this show. It like lends itself so well to TV and it's been great to kind of have it be episodic to have us choose to uh, go into certain scenes in the video game under a microscope. Uh, so that's been really great to kind of observe. But uh, from someone who jumped into the game, Eming, I know you and men have been playing this uh, nonstop. What have you been thinking so far now that you've played the game a little bit later, but also saw the show? Um, I know we said we're not going to talk about spoilers, but um, so I'm not going to do that. But it's it's making me feel a certain way about what's to come. Mm. <laughs> and I'm nervous about what's to come because now I'm... I like Joel, but this version of Joel is different and it's like it's, it's good different mm-hmm. i like that he's different but i like him more than i did in the game <laughs> so it's mm. making me feel feelings <laughs> mm-hmm. about the future and that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> true because hey. that's they had a line uh in this most recent episode that made me think about a conversation we had recently evening where he uh they you know he's he's there in jackson and He's trying to leave, and Ellie doesn't want him to go, mm-hmm. and he goes to the horse, and they're about to leave, and he says, you know, I really thought about it, and I figured you deserved a choice. Mm. And I paused, and I was like, Joel giving Ellie she, choices. But does, she? does he do that consistently? Um, so, yeah, so... That's the uh, that one was interesting there, but there's it, it was good. It was well placed. I that episode, they hit a lot of the like you said, they hit a lot of the emotional impact of that time period. I like that the game has uh, different ways that it is hit you in the emotional gut, um, especially in that in both games, mm-hmm. um, and even with the same story, even though they're changing a lot of little things, mm-hmm. there it still is doing a very good job about it. Um, that whole story with Henry and Sam was still uh, it still hit the same way. Um, I think Winter is going to be the part of this game to be <laughs> like. It's kind of it's gonna be tough, but also because I know how many episodes are left, and it feels like they are gonna get to the end. Oh, they are. Um, winter actually feels like it's gonna be the section of the game to be impacted the most by how how their pacing has yep. been over the course of this game mm-hmm. compared to the season. Yeah. Um, because this next episode looks like, and Marlon, you don't have to confirm it right now, but it looks like it's mostly a DLC episode. Yeah. Um, that is true. Taking place in the middle of winter. It's a flashback. And so I'm assuming the next episode is actually going to be the fallout of winter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last episode is going to be the last episode. I can, I probably already wrote that whole script mm-hmm. for that episode. Yeah. It's probably straight from the oh. last set of cutscenes from the game. Oh, yeah. So, um, so, yeah. So that's the... It's very interesting that how short winter is going to be, even though I think for sure that was the best part about part one, in my yeah. opinion. Oh, yeah. When Ellie's and on maybe, her own. Maybe you can reflect on it differently, Eming, because you just played it. But I, it's been a long time since I played that game, but I remember 
being blown away by winter and feeling honestly kind of just okay about the rest of the game. To to be honest, I was asleep for a lot of winter <laughs> oh, <laughs> because Min was playing you. a lot of it, and I just like I tired. I sorry no, goodbye. Winter um, has the I did see parts of winter. Arc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Winter has the okay. part where there's a cannibal trying to get to Ellie. Ellie's on her own. Yeah, <laughs> I, I sort of. I think I may have been awake for that. I don't remember, but okay. Yeah, and also really like to like to your point, if you look at the uh, episode nine like shot or like the thumbnail for that final episode, it's legitimately a shot from like one of the cutscenes. It's the exact same like oh, sure. where she's talking at the camera and it's just her head and she's asking a question. That literally is the oh, shot sure. where like so that, yeah that's the that's the last episode is that cutscene. Oh, I'm sure that whole episode is going to be wild. Oh, um, it's going to be. I needed. I need a little bit more gun, like fighting in that last episode. Oh, that was going to be I, insane. Than we, than we than we're used to getting, but we're probably not because that's the biggest thing that I I'm like I know what Joel, I know some of the last couple of things that Joel needs to do in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, considering what they are and the way they have uh, the way they have showed how age and time has really affected him mm-hmm. differently and especially his conversation in this last episode about fear mm-hmm. I, I I like that last episode's A is going to hit really well they're already building mm-hmm. it up well um, sure. and but I'm also just like I almost can't imagine this Joel doing what he needs to do in that last episode mm. like so I'm actually kind of curious how that is going to look and feel at this point because the way they have I don't like I, I remember it came, something came out I think it was Double Toasted they were calling they were calling this Joel soft um <laughs> And it was this was this was episodes ago, okay. um, but they, they like they did and they they immediately said yeah that, but that's kind of rude like this is a different Joel like they and they still like this Joel mm-hmm. they really like what they're doing with this Joel and the change to it is he soft in comparison yes uh, did he need to be harder in the game yes because you have so many action yeah. fight scenes mm-hmm. he couldn't be as vulnerable in the games uh he's you so you're getting less of those so he needs to be a little more vulnerable he wouldn't be show. as likable like as a watchable character on a tv show if he was the hard also, joel right. from the video game also kind of true a yeah i a bit. i think there's a i think there's an argument for they didn't have to go completely this far over to vulnerability mm-hmm. as they did but i don't think they have drastically changed it either i just think it is it is enough of a change that like it is part of the character yeah um, I could, it isn't just like a soft change yeah, i agree with you i think if we're looking at it from a concept of the game it's a a zombie-esque game so it's like cool everyone's got to be like hardcore you got to be out there shooting yeah. people like literally like the body counts from the first game and the second game are pretty high uh so it's like cool like this person's gonna be kind of you know a a much more rougher individual but you know there's still you know softer moments in the game but it's kind of it feels it feels in contrast of like cool joel killed like 40 people in this scene it's like hey let's talk about uh these this book of jokes you got that's funny isn't it and here it's like cool he's gonna kill maybe two three five people an episode to kind of keep the body count low but still we're gonna up a lot of these emotional episodes because we are gearing up for this emotional uh, next upcoming season. So I yeah. think that with this seven, eight, nine, we're going to see a lot more of a softer Joe as we get prepared for that. Hey, 
he's going to make a tough choice and this choice is going to be made. And then I think we might get this episode nine. We, we, we might get this John Wick style Joel of like, how far is he willing to go to do what he needs to do, which is to save one person. Mm-hmm. And so I think yeah, this episode might be him just he going might off just the- be more hurt. I feel like mm-hmm. you're not as hurt in that in the game in that last scene. Oh yeah, he just might be he more physically like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the part that'll Curious. be interesting to see too. Yeah, I think like yeah, I, I think we're gonna get like a a bloody episode, so they can kind of like juxtapose him being angry and wanting to save one person and what he'll what he's willing to do, and then in season two we get the opposite of someone who's affected and what they're willing to do. Disappointed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just like to be in suspense because I like shout out to the writers and the creator because like they've worked so close with the whole Naughty Dog team that this is like they really took in account for everything as far as like hiring the voice actors to be actors in the TV show, expanding more on events in the in the game, but like adding more elements of like emotional depth and like actual story to make everything logically make sense so that we it's in the game you're focused on task and and getting to here and there in the show it's like we this is a story this is like you're reading it from a book everything has mm. to be like why did they do that oh that's why they do it they're all human mm. whatever so i'm and very curious in how we're getting to the ending um is it gonna be very uh shot for shot like in the game or are they going to take oh, a little bit of liberty oh, where they've oh, been working yeah. well from the emotional um, angle so we know that part's going to be up more um, mm-hmm. I'm just curious if anything will be changed because oh, yeah. because of the TV uh, adaptation 100% they're, they're, they're going to want to have some kind of I mean this is of course it's if they want to go that route right. Neil Druckmann wants to do like a teaser where maybe in the aftermath of the, of the last episode we see a little blonde girl yep mm. thank you Marlon for saying that that's where I was trying to hit at but I didn't want to say it but yeah I, I, I was thinking that I, is where we're heading I do think <laughs> after this Jackson episode I do think that's incredibly likely because li- mm-hmm. they had a they had several yeah, Dina. Part two references mm-hmm. and just, mm-hmm. and just they had that they had the horse mm-hmm. um, and they had the they had the bar like the the saloon mm-hmm. a lot of the scenes that, that took yep. place in that place um there was something else that i was like ooh, but maybe it was just parts of the Jackson house. In, in the general. house that, i was looking at the, the house, house. The house yeah. was also like a shot for shot remake yeah. as well yeah yeah the house was you're right so like yeah no they did they did a good job with with like fitting some of that in there and they, they got some nice callbacks next season when they get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, no, there's no way they don't at least have a little blonde girl in episode nine, but is it a, is it like an early scene where like, you just see, you just see the two, you see the blonde girl and the dad talking in, in, in a side scene really early in the episode is it like more part of it mm-hmm. is it is it just a throwaway at the end right. of the episode like where does where did, how much do they do with it because i i do think it makes more sense to uh we're gonna maybe that makes more sense but i think it would be interesting narrative to yeah. have it be um it to be mm-hmm. not that much in the episode still and start an episode in season two 
or uh, like episode one or episode two, start one of those episodes, the cold open is the flashback mm. that we were referencing. Just an alternate uh, perspective recently. this time. Yeah, just uh, the alternate perspective that they show in Last mm-hmm. of Us Part mm-hmm. 2, basically, mm-hmm. of this ending. Right. And just have a cold open of an episode do it. Because that would also be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be great. Uh, and I think what I like about it is it's going to open up uh, this, not this wound, but this like online argument about... Why did this have to happen? It's a wound. Or, it's a wound. Or, yeah, it's called a wound. It's a huge wound. Emotional damage. It was. But what I'm excited about, Ray, is that now instead of us just like in the game, instead of us just being pretty much like shoehorned into a forced perspective and like, what's happening? Who is this person? Why am I playing as them? I'm looking right. forward to seeing them be able to like, let's take our time and draw straight parallels of like, this action led to this which was terrible. It also led to this, which was also terrible. And here's a third thing that was also terrible because Joel makes a choice a terrible that led to just a fuck so ton many. of just... Uh, no, I... He, he, yeah, no, then we'll get back to this. Mm-hmm. I have, I'm really curious about it because after talking about it with Evening, I was like, I want to see how they adapt because there's two people who make very big choices. Actually, maybe three, mm-hmm. arguably, to make very big choices in this last episode. Yes. That if if all three of them had just felt a little bit differently or made a little tiny bit of argument, it's that Gilligan's Island, if they had just made a boat the whole yep. time, they would have got off yep. the island. Yes. Like, if, they, if, if one or two of these people had said something a little bit differently, that whole second game wouldn't even exist. Oh, so, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, it's a... If they had a conversation... Potentially. Potentially. Communication. Yeah. Potentially. Like if they sat down and said, "Hey, yeah. here are our options. Let's talk about them," and and like in a in a very human way, because like there's a, a human life here. Let's talk about it. Had they sat there yeah. and like really pinpointed, and they're like, you know what? What we're hearing is we're at an impasse, and instead of letting hot heads lead us to a bad choice, or, let's take a beat and do some more studying. We got time. Yeah, we'll see. Let's, let's figure let's this find out. Find other people to do this. <laughs> Other yeah. people with well, non-trauma in their past. Let's let's not do this. Let's, let's find someone else who yeah. hates children. All in all, though, I'm excited for what this means for that like that narrative that we kind of slowly got to with the second game. Because second game was straight up like, hey, this happened, and we spent like hours just like living on revenge and right. red hot rage, and then all of a sudden it's like, so here's the other missing puzzle piece that you missed, and they were like. Oh, right. That wasn't a good choice he made. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. I don't like it. I'm so mad, but like, I can see why this is the thing you did, game. I don't appreciate it, but I do see what you did here. So I'm excited for them to be able to flesh that out more, but we'll see what happens. It's going to be hurt. It's going to be pain. Uh, and we're all going to tune in. It's, it's going to be red wedding levels of like you gotta watch this scene and then then record people being like why are they doing this why is this happening oh my god stop it no like this is gonna be like this is your red wedding of like you gotta watch this Yeah, yeah, that's that's the last of us they got three more episodes including tonight and um i honestly with this show being as good as it was, I'm and with PlayStation trying to get into the video game world, they tried with Last of Us, the Last of Us, they tried with um, the Nathan Drake film, Uncharted, which was meh. Um, but I do think that what this means though is that we may be getting closer and closer to an Aloy movie 
um, which is oh yeah, they're making the show. Yeah. A what movie? It's well, already HBO? been greenlit. Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Or HBO or like Amazon. I feel like Amazon would have been. I think it's uh, HBO. I'm looking it okay. up. Hold on. That seems yeah, like. But it's Netflix. Netflix even better. Okay. Which is perfect. So mm. the Live only action? issue with that one. one and it be canceled. Yes. Live action. <laughs> the only oh. issue with that one, again, is that that <laughs> one has a whole lot of robotic creatures that need real good. Well, unless you can do what I you hear- know, prosthetics. What I hear they're doing is there's going to be uh, it's going to they're pulling kind of a Witcher, at least right now. What I hear they're doing mm. is they're pulling kind of a Witcher vibe where they're showing they're showing uh, the present, which is oh, you know the ultra future, uh, and they're showing the past, which is interesting uh, at the same time. And towards the end, uh, so like kind of going back and forth, and over okay. the course of the thing they're like uh, the mystery of what the fuck is going on in that game is going to play out over those first couple of episodes i'm oh. sure until we kind of get to oh that's that's what happened honestly oh, that they had to do this that honest i think that oh. that, that makes sense because oh, <laughs> i think as you're playing the game and you're finding out a lot of like what elizabeth did it's like oh i wish i could see that or i, I oh i wish i could like for instance like her going through like Hephaestus and the other programs and like humanity having to like fight robots. We, we, we get a lot of like, like audio recordings and audio logs and clippets. We never really get a chance to see what the proto world looks like trying to fight and lose this battle with the planet. So I could see that being definitely a pull. And you also want to, I think, avoid a lot of this like cut for cut, beat for beat um, mm-hmm. type stuff. Because I think The Last of Us works with some of the cut for cut things. <laughs> but for Horizon, you definitely, you know, a lot of it is exploratory. There's a lot of points where you're just moving from point A to point B. And it's just you running yeah, that- around hitting stuff for mm-hmm. a while. And a lot of a lot of some of that is playing out over like not as interesting holograms. So like very true. You changing all of that backstory that you see in all the holograms that is is probably the most interesting part of Zero Dawn. Uh, changing that into actual live action scenes with the same characters and the same actress because the same actress can work as both characters and stuff. Uh, that's gonna work really well true you can hate the hell out of ted farrow yeah and i think i can see him whoever they get to play ted farrow needs to be the greatest jackass character of all time i just want uh, them to get lance back i just want them to get him back in this i want him to come back in this as um silas i just want him to come back i just i just love him and his voice as silas i feel like you gotta get him back like i know you don't want characters that look exactly like the characters but if you can get lance written back for this role Oh, that'd be so he's good. He's been killing Lance. it lately, so why not? I mean, he's in Vox Machina as yeah. the lead dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, honestly, I know they probably want to avoid getting the direct actors from the video game to play in the movie, but I Lance mean, has such a profound Last voice. <laughs> They're just I mean, doing it differently, but yeah, and, I mean, why not? Yeah. In Last of Us, they are they have hired a lot of the voice actors, but they're giving them like adjacent roles. So it's like you can play the game, you can play the movie, or the super show, but you can't be your character. Right. You got to be some other offshoot character that is in the game, but some not your Marlene. Some though. of them, yeah, yeah. Marlene uh, and Homeboy, that was the bodyguard of um, uh, God. Kathleen. He, uh, I Kathleen. the voice of Tommy. He was, yeah, he's the one that, that got his head ripped off by yeah, the, the giant dude. <laughs> He played, hey, it it played out yeah. just like, like in yes. the game, but also I think we may be seeing some some new trend 
that seems to be going well for the moment. Mm-hmm. We're getting The Last of Us TV show. We're getting the Horizon Zordon TV show. We're also getting Ghost of Tsushima, and we're getting Twisted Metal. Wait. Stop. Ghost of Tsushima as a TV show? When? So they're working on an upcoming adaptation for the Ghost of Tsushima and Twisted Metal. And I think Carter Swan and like Assad uh, Quizbalsh are like producers who are working and they are producers for, I think, The Last of Us as well. So they're starting to attach themselves to certain like video mm-hmm. game projects that are coming into the, the real. So we're going to be a part of a brand new wave of trends. And that new trend is going to be we're, we're going right back to the video game remakes, y'all. We're bouncing right back. If that Resident Evil, we're done with it. You thought we were done with it? No, we're going right back again. So everything is getting... Ghost of Tsushima is supposed to be a film. Oh, by the sorry, way. film. There you go. Is it going to be like a traditional, like, it's completely in Japanese and everything's... <laughs> like, that is my hope. Um, I doubt it because, I mean, this is still a no. Japanese-inspired game. True, but... Um, just inspired. I played it in the, This is the same director... Um, Chad. I think he did as all the, the John Matrix. Wick movies. <laughs> and John Wick. Wind in it? And Captain America and Civil War. Oh, dang. Oh, no. He he just worked on that. Yeah, he was a His second unit. This is just John Wick. I mean, that's a. But he's, good. he's the one kind of leading this, this movie. Interesting. Right now. Yeah. I'm a director, wait. a stuntman. A... Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I, that could be cool because as a film, that means they're they are going to try and do some cool, some real cool like like samurai right. fights, which will be really cool. When was the last time you saw a samurai movie, like a really good one? Yeah, With, like some real good choreography. Yes. It's yeah, I can't think of one off the Same. top of my head right now. So, so I mean, this guy also has a few. <laughs> What's also cool is that this Chad guy also has a few other like directing films in development and reproduction. He has a, a Rainbow Six. Uh, We're going back to that? <laughs> he has a Rainbow Six project in uh, pre-production. He has a Black Samurai film in pre-production. Um, he has a, a Highlander film in, in pre-production as well. So Highlander. he seems to be getting in to a lot of things. He, he also is a director of um, the fourth John Wilk film, it, it, it looks like. Yeah. He did the first three also. Yeah. Okay. So, well, this, so Chad's getting involved in a lot of things. Okay, Chad. Thank you for the John Wick. Um, <laughs> we will see what you can bring with the others. Um, I am I am very glad of entering into this new and improved video game as in media age. Because as you know, since we were children, video game adaptations were not the best. But they kind of... Hey, 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 They kind of hey. had their own cult following. Hold on. They had the cult following. <laughs> but as far as now, they're reaching heights of like, wow, like... It makes you. It makes you want to replay the game. It makes you rethink the characters that you played mm-hmm. as that you saw in the game, and uh, and if you like listeners, if you've never played the game, people are just enjoying it as a good ass show. You know, this is a really good survival. Uh, if you want to call it zombie, they're not allowed to say zombie on the set, but zombie like show. Um, if you oh, were yeah. tired of Walking Dead, check out Last of Us. Like that's all I gotta say. If you want. <laughs> I mean, he he almost got in trouble, Pedro, by calling them zombies one time. Like, oh, I, I, he said, "Oh, I can't call them zombies. I'm so sorry. I can't do that. They're gonna get mad at me." 
so there's that exists. It's yeah, really they cute. They can't say zombies on set. Yeah. They have also, to say infected. You have to say the infected because they're we're not a zombie movie or a, or a zombie project, which is interesting. But yeah, so we'll look, so we'll look forward to see what they do next. Um, I still hold true that um, Batman Forever and the Batman film with Arnold Schwarzenegger were some of the best. And then on top of that garbage pile is Ben Affleck's Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we in the conversation? Well, <laughs> and speaking of PlayStation, cat. Speaking of PlayStation, <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, this past week, if we move on to uh, what Marlon was trying to segue towards, uh, um, this past week. Um, PlayStation had a kind of spontaneous state of play, mm-hmm. at least from my perspective. Yeah. I didn't hear them announce it pretty early, sure. much sooner than that. Um, and uh, they showed off a couple of games and things that were uh, have been talked about this year, had some announcements, had some character drops, and some gameplay reveals. Um, and I want to highlight some of the... I want to highlight some of the nicer things quickly before we <laughs> dig into our disappointment with uh, one, of right. uh, one was uh, they're, they're still what's already going to win best fighting game of the year. Street Fighter Six had some character announcements. Mm-hmm. The internet was going uh, pretty thirsty for Cammy. Uh, I saw some uh, saw some tweets about it, um, and uh, the new Lily character finally got showed off. I like her, I like what they did with her, um, and Zangief looks real real buff uh, as always. Beefy. So I'm excited for Street Fighter Six <laughs> still. Um, that's definitely my day one, one of my day one buys this year for sure. Mm. Um, they announced uh, Baldur's Gate three has a release date announcement, and that it's coming on PS five at that launch too, which is kind of huge. I actually thought they were going to PC first and get the consoles and within six months or something, but um, the fact that they're just dropping PS five day of too is kind of nice. Uh, I'm curious if they are going to try and get crossplay between console and PC quickly. Um, or if it's even in their like roadmap or whatever, so um, we'll see on that one. But that's exciting. August thirty first, I they could push that back a week or two, and I'd still be pretty fine. Um, they that game's gonna be fantastic. Um, there was some other stuff they showed Resident Evil four trailer. They Destiny. revealed some more Destiny things. Yeah, um, there were some other there were some other games in there that um, I didn't watch most of these trailers i kind of just looked at things quickly because i was busy on the when they actually were doing a state of play uh that day but what i did watch the whole segment of last night was they finally showed gameplay footage for what marlon was trying to segue towards suicide squad kill the justice league um I don't think we've talked about this game a bunch, but they have been kind of... This is Rocksteady Studios, the people that have brought us modern superhero action games. Mm -hmm. Um, There would be no Spider-Man PS4 without Arkham Asylum. Um, They have kind of defined what modern superhero games are the past several years. And um, so they have been... Secret, not secretly, they have been kind of hiding the gameplay of this game for a long time, yep. though. It's been announced for a couple of years now. Um, and they've just been kind of showing some cinematic stuff. And so, smart. so they finally showed some gameplay. And as soon as it started up and they were moving around the scene, I could see in the bottom left corner a big gun icon in the UI and purple color. <laughs> then they switched to another scene and there was a different gun icon 
but it was a gold color. And I said, holy shit, this is a looter shooter. Yep. What the fuck did they do? And they went on to show more of the systems of how that's going to work and stuff like that. And I was just like, why is this game a looter shooter? Why? Because it's been in development have, for yes, plus five years. For those who don't know this, what is a looter shooter? Outriders, Destiny, the Division, um, the Division <laughs> um, just all of these games that have come out really heavily in uh, Fortnite. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, all of, Avengers was a looter shooter. Um, like all of these games that have come out, and they have so your name is Destiny. Service. They have failed. Yes, um, and they just these cash grab kind of games mm-hmm. to just kind of get you in, keep you hooked into the battle pass and playing for hours because you just can keep. I guess you can keep unlocking stuff forever. Um, but it looks like it's cosmetic battle pass and it's just all, yep. a, it's just all the, our modern psychological like reward system to keep people playing the game as long as they can. But no one likes this sh- no. shit. I don't hear anyone asking for this. Um, and I guess it's a monetary thing because that's what, the, uh, even though games make billions and billions of dollars, that's the, where everyone's at right now as a AAA studio. Is like, let's just make a bunch of money. Yeah. So uh, it just doesn't. That part of this game looks like the worst decision they can make. Well, yeah, especially on the heels of of, of Marvel's Avengers being like, cool, we're not going to do anything else with this game. We tried, and we it was bad from jump. It's a live service game. And I feel like when we when I saw this, like, oh, this is they didn't learn anything. And then of course you realize that, oh, cool, they've been in development for over, you know, five or six years. Meaning at the time of its like this idea, there's a certain point in time where like, cool, looter shooters are working and live services working, and we're just gonna have this mindset and like five, six years passed, and cool, this model it doesn't really work as much. And everyone is like very wary of getting a part of live service looter shooter games. So they didn't have a chance to like pivot or move away from this ideal. And also, which really gets me is that like Avengers, all the enemies are just like bullet sponges. So you're just sitting there for hours, just hitting and hitting and hitting and hitting and punching and shooting a thing that just soaks up these bullets because the bar has to go down incrementally because if just, it's too it's just because like if you win too easy then they can't keep you the system so it's just like so like you're like shooting one guy for like two minutes and 30 seconds to get him down to zero and you go shoot another guy for two minutes and 30 seconds to get him down to zero because they're trying to keep you long keep your money and the internet collectively was like this is where i'm getting off the train you had us at the cinematics at oh evil justice league and super cool and, that and part, you lost us at when you released the gameplay finally because you knew you almost you knew you were going to lose us and you didn't want to drop it yep. and you when you did drop yep. it, you're like well fuck and also it didn't help that someone leaked the game pass and told everyone everyone's like oh, leaked game pass you're in a game pass and they were like hey so about that game pass uh, we weren't supposed to see that just yet. We we're still talking about that. But like, people were just like leaking game passes and leaking the microtransactions. You got to pay for mm. cosmetics. So it literally, it's like, cool, let's take all the things that people don't like and put them all in a game. And this is what is happening right now. So overnight, everyone's been like, fuck this game. No, thank you. You had us for a while for the characters, for the cutscenes, but now that we know what's inside this mm-hmm, game, mm-hmm. like it had a pretty box. 
it was the prettiest box. It had a nice big old bow. I, it had custom love, wrapping paper. But inside, uh, it's the same shit we saw last time. One of my friends, as we were watching it, they are just like, wait a second. You have one of the – yeah, for Deadshot, this this works fine. Yeah. Uh, but and for Harley Quinn, you can kind of fudge it. Mm-hmm. Um, for King Shark, this makes no sense. <laughs> it's a and, gun. And for Boomerang, Captain Boomerang you fire. literally had him. Have, he has a ranged weapon already. Why does he not fight with the boomerang? And I was just like, yeah, this is this so is so stupid. This is a weird decision. Everybody's running around with guns and jumping and flying all over the place. I the cinematics look like maybe still the best part of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I it, 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 it's not going to get nearly the same amount of money uh, off of just the cinematics and the story. Yeah. I it's mean, just, this is a huge gamble on the studio again okay. on the heels of Marvel. It like, just they sucks just lost because this. coming, as you know, like the Arkham games that started the whole, like the series. Mm. In fact, this game takes place in the same world as Arkham games it is five years after arkham knight so it's still in that timeline um i will say i did not play arkham knight because it looked shady but um the first two (laughs) games amazing and even then when we had our playstation 4s that was top game and i i'm just curious and i mean i know in the end it's money it's money that's why they did it but what made those games so much fun is they stayed true to the Batman character and you were literally Batman doing Batman things in a Batman environment. I thought in or my 90. pure heart, that's what this game was going to be. It was going to be on the other side of Arkham where all these villains, knowing their specific skills and, and weapon sets, you get to play them on the dark side of Arkham, the story is a little bit eh, where they are actually heroes trying to save the Justice League because Brainiac's doing some crazy shit. Um, that sounds fun. Like, that reminds me of, like, you know, of that. And it, it kind of even throws back to when Marvel Alliance came out, like, way back in on PlayStation 3 and stuff. Like, those are the games I miss. But it seems just in the past five to seven years, no one knows how to make a good superhero movie, a superhero game except for Spider-Man. Um, thank goodness for that. But it, it's just, you know, again, I can't say what was going on in their head because it, it's taken them five years, maybe more, because we don't know when they come out and might be all, like, cyberpunk. Um, <laughs> but I just... Hey. The system, like, they spent so much time on the story and making it look good that... I guess it just didn't do gameplay and the easiest thing to do is a looter shooter. And that's really unfortunate. That kind of, Oh man. And, and like, I don't know. Um, we'll I mean, we're going to see at this point. I'm it's, not going to see, but yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Let me tell you what's <laughs> also the game, you cannot play this game without, without the internet, even on yeah, single that's player. That's my second mode. point. You have you to be have on to the be internet online. the entire time playing this game. It's the okay. offline mode. If you get cut off on the internet, the game will boot you back to the main menu. Like you need to be on the internet, or this game is unplayable. Hmm. That's which is an interesting decision to make if it's a solo game, if it's like yeah. just you playing. It's not just I mean, by these games. I have talked to a couple of people that played, tried to play Outriders by themselves, and the game just didn't feel as fun huh. as what they said. Like it was harder to play because you couldn't. You also couldn't count on the on the 
they're like, ah, you can, if you're playing by yourself, you can have NPCs. computers take over the other characters and you can switch. And it's just like, yeah, but the, that's never going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, it's just, it's, they're not, it's not a single player at that point. It's barely a single player experience. Yeah. It's just a multiplayer experience. And if it does that part fine, then that'll be one of the only that the only things that I can see going well at all mm-hmm. here is uh, making it. You can you can make a game that feels fun to play with other friends mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. and you can make a game with decent cinematics and story. But this loot shooter nonsense does. I don't see how that part is gonna feel good at all. Uh, I don't see how the battle pass is gonna feel good at all. Um, I don't. And those are the two biggest things that they're going to keep. You can't play that game without the loot shooter mm-hmm. aspect of it. You have to have gear to, and that's something like even it, it's, it, it's funny watching some of these games like God of War and horizon and some of these other games that like, they technically have gear scores, but like if I'm, if I have lo- low weapon stuff in God of War and I move on in the game and I don't replace my weapon, I'm not just going to auto lose. Mm -hmm. Like I could still through hard skill, Mm -hmm. like beat a high, beat a hard boss. If I just play the game well and I parry right. And I just keep working at it. I, most of these gear games, if you are two levels below gear, you bullet sponge, (laughs) like you're never killing the thing like you, and you're going to die in one hit and like stuff like that. (laughs) And it's just like, so you, you're trapped in the, you're trapped in the cycle of I have to get more gear to be able to even play this game. Um, and that part, that's the most, at this point, that's one of the most frustrating parts about loot shooters to me is just like, I can't, it's not skill based. Yeah. It is just, it is just about how much time I spend playing this game. Mm-hmm. I will, I will beat it. It has nothing to do with how well I yeah. play it. I mean, the last and, two Borderlands games have not done well, and they were like all about loot. Like, Borderlands has been struggling they, they to justify looter shooters now, and I feel like they were one of the first ones. Yeah, yeah. Th- and, and like, and they struggle with their la- with their third Borderlands. Everyone's like, "I'm tired of this game. I'm tired of looter shooters." And I feel like whenever we hear a game goes into like this live service, it it's always like for them, cool. We're doing live service to prove it still works. Like this, this is still a viable option. Right. Like I know people are like when they hear, like, cause like it's not unknown that fans, when they hear the word live service, groan like, oh no. So it's like you know the fans are like, please don't. But they're also like, this could be different though. You haven't played our live service game. This is Give it a shot. Basically, DC Fortnite. Like, no. Oh, no. What's worse is that they like. Are you going to introduce more characters? You have four Suicide Squad members. For what reason would you want to make this, this a Avengers. longer game? It's gonna be like, like Avengers. With the Avengers, they at least had like the argument of like, oh, we're gonna add other heroes later, so stay. With this game, you have four heroes. Is the hope that you're gonna be adding more Suicide Squad members later? I th- I feel no, like so. Because characters are gonna have to pop up. You can't just have I think they're gonna I think it's gonna be like the Fortnite model where each season or whatever, each patch is going to introduce a new character. Open up a, a new world with that character. And that. Because they did say the world in this game is like twice as big as Arkham Knight. And Arkham Knight was humongous for what it had. So to be twice That's as big. a big brag. Like Arkham, the whole city was on lockdown half those games. So you couldn't I even know, but I mean, 
to see from game one to game three, true, I mean, true. you had a lot of space to cover, and then that unlocked mm-hmm. so many side quests. That's when the game was fun. But in this little looter shooter game, like you have a gigantic map, and that map could actually have more stuff later on because money and keeping people, especially if it's a live service, that means it's meant to be added, uh, downloaded patches and stuff for people to keep playing over and over again. And uh. Nope. I'm good. I think this is still going to be one that we're all going to pass on. Um, or, or we're going to find out later someone plays it like, yo, y'all were right to pass on this game. Here's why it wasn't great. And then we'll unfortunately see another superhero property uh, fade away into the night uh, a la Anthem and uh, Marvel and Damn. maybe Fallout 76. So just like yes they said i was reading the article and they mentioned fallout 76 in the same i was like yep that's all i need to know it's a note for me why are you referencing that game like <laughs> i mean there's a game at the uh say to put that made sense for that model and that game was the update to uh to destiny 2 with yeah. the lightfall expansion that's because they keep expanding so they, they've been doing destiny for a minute and that makes some sense but it's also incredibly balanced where like mm-hmm. everyone is like saying this is unbalanced like they're like they're so hands-on in that world to make it work and that's they true. have like traversal they have like they have the experience of like already doing it time and time again to fix it and make it work and do the other things and expanding it in this universe and with this game it just seems like they're like cool we could make the most money if we were to do this this way. And I think a lot of games fall into the trap of like, what's our biggest bang for buck? Microtransactions. We know that we know that we know, we know that the term loot box triggers people. Let's call them something else. We still want to keep it, but let's not call it that because it makes people upset and people are mad at us. So like, let's find other ways to get these microtransactions still a part of this game world. And unfortunately, we might end up seeing another IP um, slowly fizzle out. Uh, And it'll be interesting to see how long they last compared to Marvel's Avengers, though. So definitely is a highlight to kind of check that out. I do want to say it's all it's a no for all of us. But if people are interested. Uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League will come out on May 26th. It will be crossplay. It will be on PS5, Xbox Series um, XS, and PC. So, yeah, you and your buddies can play on either or and terrorize whatever. I, I, I mean, I wish all the good luck to y'all. It's a no for me, but if someone can actually find the joy and the goodness of this game, then yay. That's great. But Hey, the cosplay is going to be on point. <laughs> That's a joke. I'm just gonna wait till someone plays the entire game, record the cutscenes, and I'll just watch all hey. the cutscenes together. Cause I, yeah. That's all I was here for. I was like, "Oh, the cutscenes, yeah." And now that I heard what the game was about, I'm just I'm just here for the cutscenes and right? to see I the, mean- the animation. That's fair. I think that's fair, and I'm excited for that. And I think the I think out of this whole state of play, the only thing I was remotely excited about was Baldur's Gate. Because yeah. Baldur's Gate has been in like beta mode for forever. And I think Ray and I played it a couple times. I played it solo a couple times. It's a beautiful game. Um, and it's finally done. So I'm excited for that. Uh, and it's going to be a PlayStation 5 and PC only game uh, on, on August 31st. So that Dang. was the one thing that was like, cool. I'm glad I. It's coming out this. on Xbox eventually. They mm-hmm. just they said it's going to be delayed on Y'all Xbox. Y'all better get your PlayStation 5 if you don't have one. That's all you're going to say. Or a very we'll strong PC, PC because yeah. those graphics are but insane. PS5 is way cheaper than a nice PC. That's what I'm like. 
You might as well just I mean, grab right. a PS5. You're right. I mean, to All get you a need to do start, is hook your PS5 to a monitor and a mouse keyboard. You're still I mean, good. You're still spending way less. <laughs> you're not wrong because if you try to find a good graphics card, you might end up spending as much 3K. as a, for the PS5. <laughs> Yeah. How many PS5s are going to buy for 3K? That's <laughs> You can oh. find them? Couple. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so moving on. Um, speaking of DC, now we're going to go to its other best friend, Marvel. Um, Marlon, did you want to head off this conversation? You had some Yeah, sure. Questions. So here's the thing. We're not going to fully talk about uh, Ant Man and Quantum Mania because the three out of the four of us have not seen it. Uh, but what we are going to talk about is um, with Kat, who can help us out here. Uh, I have not been hearing stellar things about it enough to get me to pay the price of admission uh, and parking uh, and popcorn and other you know snacks of that nature. Um, in part to a lot of people saying it's not the greatest. Uh, and part of people saying, hey, y'all can watch this one on Disney Plus. You can give it a minute. Uh, so I'd love to know for you, Kat. Do all these things sound accurate? Yes. All these things are <laughs> accurate. To the point where, as you know, I'm a film nerd. Technically, this was the worst looking movie. Uh, we all know Marvel had its ups and downs with its visual effects <sighs> departments in the past few years. This literally was the worst visual. You know, you guys seen Spy Kids? You guys saw Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Same exact production. A 3D film? Yes. It's like a 3D film without watching it with the 3D glasses. The, the, oh, no. the quality and the visual effects, so bad, you guys. And oh. the editing, Amy, this is for you. Horrible. There was there were scenes where I feel like frames were missing. The editor was just slicing. And was missing because one person be like doing this, and next you know they're doing this. I was just like, wait, how did they? So they didn't match the shots. No, did not. And that bothered me greatly. (laughs) Um, As far as the story itself, um, I see what they were trying to do. Um, Of course, I'm going to say again, John the Major was the only reason to see this movie. He was ADC. He was. It was just him. Yes. I hope someone takes those scenes and just put it in a YouTube montage, because then that way you can just watch the movie, you guys. I'm actually hoping someone can do that. Um, everything else was just... It was way too long. Um, I did like seeing Cassie, and um, like she was a cool character. Not a lot of um, time for her, because again, there's mm-hmm. the whole family, so all the family has mm-hmm. a scene. Um, but as far as the movie itself, I feel like I don't know. I, I don't understand why it was made. Actually, I guess it was just to show King's start and to give mm-hmm. a little clarity of how powerful he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say the end credits are the best end credits I've seen in the end of a Marvel movie ever. Like, there's two and they're just amazing. So I'm like, hey, the movie might not be good, you guys, but if you stand in the end credits or when it comes to Disney Plus, just fast forward to the end. Watch okay. the end credits and you're going to be like, well, damn. Funny. Why was this better mm-hmm. in the movie? I literally told Travis, wait, why does it kind of burn the entire thing? Potentially. Okay, yeah. well, I like, I like this a lot. I like this a lot because this kind of goes to where I was thinking about and seeing a lot of comments on this uh, is that there seems to be this consensus that 
with this upcoming phase, there is um, lower expectations overall. There are people that are saying, listen, Kang is great. Jonathan Midges is great. The way that they led up to Thanos is still at a much higher caliber in terms of like that whole phase wrapping up with the whole Thanos thing. As we're looking at these, this new phase and the wrapping up of the past phase and going into this new one, do we think that they have enough here? They have enough planned to make this Kang phase worth watching or worth being a part of? Are we going to continue to see a lot of these lackluster films a la uh, Doctor Strange uh, <laughs> that are not bad, but for more or less are just there? Like Thor, Love and Thunder. Yes. Are we gonna start are we God. are we gonna have an error of that for Marvel where it's like they're gonna be struggle busting it to get to this next upcoming uh big bad? <sighs> this is for everyone, sorry, it not sounds just like, <laughs> it sounds like at the very least they have nailed the big bad finally in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's funny because one of the feedbacks I heard was that like it feels like they let John the Majors kind of just do whatever he wanted. Yes. Um and like, let, really, just gave him the space to do his thing, mm. and it doesn't sound like it sounds like they still kind of did the same directing with all the rest of the Marvel actors in this movie, where like they kind of just weren't very interesting and and stuff. So it's just like it's a really it's a really weird like conflicting thing. It just like everyone else felt like they were in an MCU movie mm. and. Jonathan Majors felt like Jonathan Majors, <laughs> <laughs> and I like I, I guess I I'm gonna have to see it when it comes on Disney Plus to like really understand it. But I they at least it's if the point was they need to nail the big bad to like really get people feeling good about MCU again. It sounds like at the very very bare minimum that's what this movie does mm. effectively yes. okay. is nail the big bad. One hundred percent, I agree. But, so I hope that helps, but. We all know Disney is a very knee-jerk kind of company sometimes, and so will they over will they overcorrect now that this movie has come out? Probably. Um, mm. I was kind of excited. I'm still I'm still pretty excited about the Marvels, and that's the only thing I think I am excited mm-hmm. for this phase. But I still am kind of look, keeping my expectations pretty low with everything else that's been coming out. Because I think that movie has a strong chance of not being very interesting, despite my personal excitement for it. So that's just the only. That's just since my buddy has said it. That's the only comic I would read. Is mm. is like, give me a Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, Spectrum book. I actually would sit there and read that trade. Will I? Would I have read Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania? The trade? No, I'd have skipped it. Also. Like I just wouldn't bought I wouldn't have bought that book. I looked at ah King is fighting Ant Man. Uh, I'll wait for King to show up in my other book. Like, because <laughs> I know he will. No, that's so. fair, dude. I mean, because we're looking at it, we won't get this whole King Dynasty movie until 2025. Uh, and so as we're looking at it, and I think in a greater perspective of films, you know, in cinema there have been like 
trending genres of the year. You know, we had the Westerns for so long. And then from the Westerns, we led into like war films, which were a whole big thing. Spy films with the 007s. We then get into the action films where we like where folks like Mel Gibson uh, made his his like his claim to fame, Bruce Willis. Uh, and then we get into like the spoof films, the scary movies, the the uh super bads and now we're in the superhero kind of genre or the super franchise genre where everything has to be a part of a collective mm-hmm. um with marvel being as it is planning out hella years in the future are we thinking that they could potentially wrap this whole thing up in phase six and be like great it's 2026 are we still doing this based off of the audience or do we think that the audience is going to drop off uh by 2026 and they're going to start making some corrections and doing less of these films. I think they're already starting to do less because knowing how before, like two months ago, we were given the Marvel docket. It was going to be a full year. And then mm-hmm. Kevin Feige changed his mind and was like, I just want three movies and two TV shows this year because we were doing too much in the last phase. So with that being said, is that going to be the thing every year where we're going to get at least under three movies and two TV shows, maybe three TV shows, because I'm not counting Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, which is a Marvel show, but it's on Disney Plus. Um, mm. Knowing that next year that we're going to have like Daredevil and Echo oh, and Ironheart, so like that's already three shows I'm naming, but I know there's going to be more. And then next year we have Captain America. Like, I don't know. I think the thing is, post Thanos, everything is expanded. Everything is coming at once. Um, Mm. It's really hard to tie all these stories together. The last phase tried to do it, but it was too much. You're introducing new characters and younger versions of the Avengers on top of not, not, they didn't have a big villain to kind of focus on. It was more of like an introductory period. So that's why Mm. I really feel like it failed because no one was like, Hey, we're just making stories and they're not coming together. You know, we're just throwing characters mm-hmm. out there because we can't. Now that we have this new face and now that we have a focused villain, it's possible that we can still maintain a focused storyline, pre- like how we did with Thanos. But the thing is, how many movies can we make to to sustain that? Because he's not going to, I mean, besides Loki 2, where he's made an appearance in and he can keep, keep making appearances in, Kane's going to have to be in enough movies to uh, affect villains to come together or at least have a perspective of villains doing what they need to do from their side of the world, of the multiverse or wherever they are to stop these variants. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what that looks like seeing how, you know, this is still the phase before X-Men and Fantastic Four before we get there. And then all the ones no, in between, right. I don't know if that's going to even handle Kane because if we don't have enough heroes to fight Kane, then doesn't Kane just win? Like, I don't know. How? Yeah. I mean, what do you think, Amy? Do you think that they're, do you think that Marvel's gonna run out of road at some point with this audience? <laughs> I, well, based on what Kat said, I feel like they pulled back this year because I think they felt like they were overexposed. Like, over, over, they overdid it in a good way, but it was like too mm-hmm. much. And people still expect you to be like endgame. Like, they, I think that's what they think fans are still waiting for and they don't have it yet because they have to rebuild all these new storylines and new characters and somehow we them all together. So that takes mm-hmm. time and we waited a long time for Thanos. Like that was not like a year. <laughs> that was years of just waiting and waiting patiently and being like, okay. Um, 
yeah, I I think Ant-Man was a vehicle for Kang. I don't think it was an Ant-Man movie. It was probably a Kang movie that they just put in an Ant-Man shell. And that, you know, whatever. That is what it is because their their end game, sorry, is uh whatever those other films Kang are. Kang Dynasty. Kang Dynasty. Uh, I think that's probably what they are think is going to like bring everybody back and like, oh, Marvel's Marvel again kind of thing. So I just don't know how they're going to do that. It's again, but yeah, it, it will take time. And I think f- because of how people watch films now, they're not as willing to go to theaters unless they know that they're getting banged for their buck. So mm-hmm. viewers are, are more cautious now. Marvel has to be cautious. Everyone's like in like a weird like, mm. so I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see ultimately. But I feel like when they drop the new, um, uh, not uh, was it Loki or where was it? Secret Invasion. Yeah, I feel like those things will just revitalize Marvel mm. a little bit and bring back to like, oh right, you can be good, <laughs> kind but of like talk. Maybe I don't know, but yeah, mm, but that's my thing we'll is we're introducing Kane, but now we're getting into Scroll. So I'm just like. So we're going to have to... Okay. It connects probably somehow. Feige. Yeah. What are you thinking, Ray? What are you thinking? Really <laughs> tired. What I was thinking. Of. Racist. I, don't, I don't have any more to say about it. I love it. I love it. Like... No, it's I think I think we're all hitting on it, but I think what ultimately this is all leads to is: Do we think that now that Marvel has their hands in every single pot, pan, cup, cupboard, and oven, is this now looking good in the DC EU side of like we have a chance? Yes. <laughs> I, you guys know last year I was like, if I'm on this Marvel chain because it's a lifestyle. This year I'm actually feeling like I want a break. I want to look at other things now. And DC, not this, not this year's DC, because oh, it's still. You're under- breaking up with Kevin Feige? No. You're taking a break. We're taking a break. We're taking a break. Kevin, it's not you. It's See another me. people? It's, it's See, me. See um, another studio? Breaking up with Kevin. No, yeah. it's a break. I'm just hanging out with James. We for, were on for a, a break, Kevin. <laughs> I watched them. But I'm not into DC. DC. I'm not into this year's last DC slops. I am waiting for the year and beyond, next year and beyond DC stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I think. Again, James Gunn has a great idea. He has new ideas. He has uh, involvement with characters I care about and in a way that he thinks is innovative and interesting. And I'm giving him another, ch- I'm giving DC another chance. Oh my gosh. Um, but I think it's just. Oh. Famous last words. Yeah, Oof. exactly. I'm going to give it a, a new, some new time over there because Marvel, I think they need to, I think they need to just. Chill. Maybe figure out something, or maybe keep doing what they need to do. And I just need oh, to chill. Man. And I go. So what I'm hearing. <laughs> so, Kat, what I'm hearing is Marvel is that partner that is, you know, the 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 spark is starting to fizzle out, and you're looking at your toxic ex. DC, like, what you did over there? What so you, you know, know I'm a Sagittarius, and we Sagittarius DC? people go where we gotta go. It's gonna, we gotta go. <laughs> Oh, I love it. But yeah, so we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, it's going to be very interesting uh, for Marvel, for DC, uh, just for films in general, because we're definitely going to start seeing a lot more of these franchises because franchises make the most money and folks are going to be really leaning into creating more and more. And uh, my my goodness, Sean, at some point it will come to an end. And I look forward to just seeing that wrap. Watching it burn you know? down. I mean, I just feel like we are in a position, we were there to watch it. We watched this happen. We watched 
Robert Downey Jr. in the yeah. desert with his three-point goatee stash before he <laughs> ended up leaving. Oh. So we're going to be there in the end. We're going to be like the, we're going to be Aslan in, in the, oh <laughs> my I was there in the beginning and I'll be there in the end. <laughs> I'm going to, uh, I'm going to quote another uh, great fantastical character. And that is uh, Martin Luther King Jr. in the boondocks. Uh, and, uh, oh, I, I won't be there. I won't be there with you. Uh, I'm going to Canada. Wow. wow! In Black History Month, how appropriate! Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. Oh God! Well, cat, that's all I got over here in this world. Cat, what you got? I think. I think that's it for this Black History Month. Well, hold on. And scene. We still got a really great show to talk about, as you know. And on the GF Corner. Speaking of franchises. We, speaking, yeah, of franchises. speaking of franchises. Speaking of one of the strongest franchises known to man, Star Trek. Oh. Um, <laughs> have you seen Star Trek fail? No. They're still going. They're still going. Uh, I have. have you seen No, they're still going. Have you seen Enterprise? No, they're still say, going, you guys. It's a difference between a show failing versus. <laughs> versus. You came out with not a hyperbolic a bat. Cat was aiming for the fence with a hyperbolic bat, like I'm the greatest saying, show in the universe. Still making good Star Trek Excuse shows me. today. That's very hard to do. Hyperbolic bat left. Thank you. Very there you much. go. You're right. You're right. <laughs> we we have come upon the season three and notably the final season of Picard. It just came out. First two episodes introduced, as you know, with the promo posters and the trailers this is looking to look like a next generation reunion but as you know with Picard they like to do things slowly so slow burn <laughs> slow burn yep. slow ass burn slow ride. <laughs> from the minute the first episode started and you're like oh there's that really wait what is going on <laughs> I was like wait wait um you know, Picard got involved. Of course, Picard always talking about writing his memoirs, and then what happens? Got to jump in the venture, uh, and you know he meets up with Riker, and now they're on a quest to help Beverly. But then, in the midst of all that, they run into uh, some crazy things. If you saw uh, episode two, some um, who might be the big bag? I don't know yet, but. Again, this show is moving very slowly, but um, I just want you guys to know who the big baddie is. I mean, like, what else are they going to show compared to the villain that was mentioned? Okay. What's the villain that was mentioned? What's her name? One that we saw? Yes. In the strike? Yes. Is there going to be more to that, or you think that's just the big bad of the whole season? Oh, because. No, that's not the big bad because she's working for she's just a bounty hunter. Okay. They've already said that, so that yeah, I get what you're saying because there's there's also this whole Rafi yes. storyline that is actually leading towards the who's who's the big bad of the season. Um, so yeah, no, I, I I understand what you're saying. Yes. So, what do you guys think so far? What did you think of the last episode, especially towards the end of the last scene with Rafi and who appears to save her? I was just like, oh, okay. Well, it totally made sense. Predictable I'm like, as fuck. It makes sense. Well, yeah, it made sense. I was it, like... I, I, <laughs> go, no, go ahead. Someone go. <laughs> oh, go. 
I haven't watched the show, but here are my thoughts. Everybody um, dies. Um, well, my my first thought was that I feel like they have been influenced by what 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 they've been doing in Star Wars a little bit. Just the style kind of has that vibe, and that's fine. Like I'm not mad at that. Just I feel like they they took a cue from Star Wars. Like oh, they're kind of going darker. Maybe we should kind of do that too. Um, um, what I think I thought I was going to dislike that new captain on the Titan, but then I realized and I'm like, you know, if I were like in that time frame and I was Same. like, oh, I'll join, join Starfleet, but I don't want to meet the Borg. That would be me. <laughs> that would be me. And I'm like, I ain't going to no fucking Borg wolf situation. Like, no, you, I'm staying here and enjoy my little piece of space. You guys can do whatever the fuck you want. I'm not doing that. I'm like, actually, you know, he makes sense. I would would be on his side I'm like y'all oh wherever you guys go bad shit happens get off my ship so I was like yeah same (laughs) yeah he was getting annoying and I was like you know what now that we got this far he's not wrong wrong. (laughs) he's not wrong he's he's making some really good points and I respect that. <laughs> if I, I was just living a normal day, and then, co- then Captain Riker and Admiral oh, Picard showing up on my oh, ship, you uh, <laughs> know uh, it's gonna be a bad day two. for you and everyone on your Whatever on, you on want board. is a no, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what he did. Yep. But no, mm-hmm. of course you can't tell Picard no. <laughs> Seven's I mean, his number one. I'm, I'm number two. True. I'm like, or whatever. I'm like, this, How, right? Mm, 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 mm. You don't got no chance in hell, son. So you're done today. <laughs> I mean, this is. I'm just really hoping with him particularly that they don't try to twist the, like he was he was bad the whole time. Like I would just oh. rather him be, I I would just rather him be like uh, like he just I was the innocent captain mm. who got pulled into this nonsense and had to fight. I said baby. this was a bad idea the whole time, but I'm following my orders. So I feel like he'll have growth through this season. He will. Hopefully. I'm hoping I, so, too. I don't foresee him being a bad guy. There's already too many possible bad yeah, guys lurking in the corners. So I'm mm-hmm. like, that. that's too many. That's too many. I hope so, too. I hope that we grow to like him. We don't have to love him, but he's going to have these comments. Well, he's just going to have this commentary where you're like, he's not wrong the whole time. He's not wrong. Um, so not wrong. But Amy, I really want to hear your thoughts of the reveal of who Jack Crusher really is. As we know, it's Bradley's son, but he's also... Picard's... Well, they didn't actually say it. They well, didn't actually well, they, say it. They did say it. They did, yeah, they this did. long look of they like, did. they finally did it. Not, right. We waited seven seasons yes. and y'all didn't do shit. And yes. now you're going to do it like 20 years later. Well, I don't know. I'm still really confused yeah. why exactly. she did that. Yes. Because either. <laughs> we'll get more. My running theory is that like she knows where, who, anyone attached to, to Jean-Luc is going to get in some kind of. Who, who knows what that right. was part of it i'm like but you hit it from him too so that's confusing so i don't know that that was a strange like i feel like she'll explain it but i need like a really good reason because really it doesn't make any sense i'm like i don't get it i don't get it but it was and also if where did his accent come from that's another question that's what i'm gonna <laughs> like, if you've been with your mother who has a straight up english straight, accent right I mean, American accent. <laughs> Where did that come from? Like, were you in a holodeck program for like all your life? Like, what what happened? Right. Um, also, it doesn't help that this guy is played by the same actor who's on the current uh, season of You too. So I'm just like, oh, I yes. totally did not catch that. I, I was like, because I had just finished You, and then I was like, wait, that's the writer who's trying to be a man. <laughs> 
I can't watch this guy. Like every time I think of him, I'm just like he's gonna just go in a corner and be that's moody, so and then that's kind of what he does anyway. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I again, I know they're slow burning stuff, but I feel like they just—it was too much time spent of. Ooh, is he? Is he? And then it's just said, and then it ends, and I'm just like. I have so many questions, but as you know, Picard likes to draw things out. We still haven't seen everyone. Everyone's not together yet, so... Where the fuck is Jordy? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Y'all showed him at least two previews, and he's still not here, and hey, I'm like... Hey, hey, hey. We got Give baby Jordy. We have that baby was really Jordy. Cool. That was really cool. But... He's like, don't do it, LaForge. Where's, like, where's the father? That's all I need to... I'm like... <laughs> yeah, he'll be around soon. No. Uh, he'll be around soon. Uh, I... Um, won't be watching this week to week because I have learned my lesson with Picard that mm. it's not interesting to watch week to week. Mm. Um, That's fair. Uh, and That's so fair. I'll be waiting for three episodes before I turn this on again. Same. Uh, <laughs> I think two, two episodes uh, at a time for me. That because they should have released just, it two at a time. They should have. I just hope they have actually learned from how lame season two was. Yeah, I hope so. Um, as like. That's that's my bigger question. So far, it at least has the makings of something slightly more interesting. But like, I I I feel like they have always been lost with what to do with Rafi. Yes. Um, and they st- they still feel lost with her. Um, I think out of the, I, it feels weird to me that we're kind of skipping over this other cast that we've had for two seasons almost entirely, except for Rafi um, and okay. seven. Um, so there's uh, the rest of that class. I, I, I guess what I'm really sad about losing so far is the Romulan kid. Yeah. Uh, yes. Cause I liked, I liked him. him. I really he was the him. best part of He's that. Been cast. A good, a good and then, strong arm in the situation. And they, they shafted him in season two. And now it feels like they're just kind of deleting him out of season three. And so it was just kind of sad. I hope they, if they don't use him here, I hope they do something else in this timeline that they can later on that they can use him in. Cause he was, a, he wasn't, he was the best part about Picard so far, honestly. Same, um, yeah. What about that girl? So, She's still out in the world. <laughs> Rhyme. Um, Data's daughter. Yes, Data's daughter. I I accidentally oh, started I, watching and I went back to season one. I'm like, wait, why is she here? I'm like, oh, I'm on season one. Whoops. And yeah, I she had daughter. a whole yeah. she had a whole storyline and plot in I, season one. Season two, she had like one little scene. So is she? As you know, this is the final season, so she has to show up and make sense somewhere, right? I don't think she's coming somewhere. I I think I'd bet she's gonna come up somewhere because I think because lore I can't remember where huh because of because lore, lore. yeah because be, of lore be interesting I think he's gonna I think she's gonna come up somewhere because lore's probably coming up somewhere hey uncle um, yeah so like there's no way he doesn't there's no way they don't use her somewhere in this season even if it's real fast and real quick um, or like just an episode or something mm-hmm. like there's no way she doesn't show up. Also, who reassembled lore? I'm like, who? What idiot did this? Oh, but I'm also excited about what's his face come up, 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 up. The the holographic dude from Sherlock Holmes, uh, him. Oh, he's coming back. But I'm Easy. like, in what context? The guy who played Sherlock Holmes in that old show. What? No. Who's what holographic Sherlock Holmes? Uh, not Sherlock Holmes. Um, the 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 guy who 
Oh God. He, um, he, uh, when data does the Sherlock Holmes program, the, right. that guy is the, 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 what? He's a, he's the Sherlock Holmes guy in the 3d world. Yeah. No, I thought, I thought Data was played Sherlock Holmes in the hologram. No, no, not Sherlock. The guy who is against Sherlock in the story. Moriarty? Oh, oh, Moriarty. Moriarty. Thank Moriarty. You. He's coming back, and I'm curious how that how that's going to work. That's true. Because he is that's, coming back. That's he's right. Gonna, he's a hologram unless they made him like, well, I guess technology okay. can make you. In I think he figured it out. He's still Moriarty weird. after all. But there'll be a clue to something they need, and they have to go do the Sherlock Holmes program at some point Mm -hmm. they uh i don't know if you watch the if you paid attention to the the ending yet uh like the end credits like kind of because they don't really do an opening they just kind of have the end credits this season and one of the one of the panels of the computer in the end credits says holodeck safety offline Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, so it's just and they have some other references to stuff that they've referenced so far in this season in those in those panels wow. so like I'm sure they'll have to go That's use funny. a holodeck program of data sooner or later and uh, <laughs> yeah we'll see uh, I am reasons. stressed <laughs> because Before y'all put him in a little box and that was how we, we left him it was a little holographic box and then and then nothing after that so Reasons. Well, I mean, <laughs> Hugh showed up last reasons. season, so it's only fair that we have Moriarty. I guess. Interesting. Well, well, again, Picard comes out on Paramount Plus on Thursdays, um, one episode a week. So, if you want to be a, like us, save a few weeks to watch a few episodes because I'm just gonna treat it like anime. Just wait out a few weeks and then watch, watch them together because. Watching yep. singularly is just is making me angrier each week. Each week. Yep. <laughs> um, You're not wrong. Marlon, do you have anything in your corner this week? In my corner? Um, at the moment, I don't have anything in my corner, unfortunately. No more Nothing trash. News. No trash? No, no trash, trash this week. I got to get back into... Unfortunately, no. This is a a pretty heavy work week, so I'll probably be doing a lot of work and not watching TV. But guess what, you guys? I'm disappointed in myself. This is the last week of February, but also the week of March 1st, which means The Mandalorian comes back this week. It is? It is. Oh, my God. It is the year. It's time for more Star Wars. Calling back in it again. Calling it now. This first episode is not going to be interesting. We got fan service at least. I I just think we're gonna get a classic anime recap episode for everyone who didn't watch Boba Fett. (laughs) Sounds about right. I don't think they're gonna do anything like big or in depth. Like push forward, go to Mandalore or something. Uh, I think it's unlikely, but maybe. I just think they have a big they have a big hole there. They'll be like, what are we? What do we do? I also heard that there's like a, it's like a shorter runtime. Oh, what do you mean? Maybe less, maybe so, less like than thirty more. minutes, right? Interesting. Uh, 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 right, maybe no. less. We'll see. Shorter runtime. That's illegal. Okay. I don't we'll know. How long was it before? Forty-five minutes to jail. To jail. You go to, to jail, jail. Disney. How dare you? Some of them Pretty are big like big thirty. Half an hour. How, we'll this see. Is illegal. How long was they last here for my lawyer? An hour, forty-five minutes. <laughs> no, they they ranged. Um, they were just, they were some shorter and some longer episodes. 
they, like I said, this is speculation. So, uh, but I think I think they at least part of that first episode is going to be trying to fill figure out what they do with that because they shot themselves in the foot with that choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see if Ray's theory holds up Please, next no. week on Kickful. <laughs> or it's either that, or it's going to be a it's going to be a big weird thing for a lot of people. It's gonna be real weird for some people. To just uh, when I left this show, Grogu was going off to uh, was going off to Luke. When I came back to this show, mm-hmm. he's just there. <laughs> what? That's confusing. <laughs> Make sure to watch Mandalorian. Uh, Book of Boba. Re- right, those three episodes. Yeah, that is that is true. Well, I mean, two point five. Sure watch I'm the, assuming if you the, watch the, when you watch the other, I think that's what they were people, banking on. Some people, because it was towards that's, the end of Boba Fett. If you were not watching, you were not watching. So oh, you missed. I see what you some mean. good it episodes. Was, it was that, and there was there was a very. I remember hearing a data point that there was a very. The reported like amount of people that watched Book of Boba Fett was much smaller than Mandalorian. Uh, well, so it's for well, sure right. not everybody. I see. I get it now. Yeah, I totally forgot it was called called Bo- Bo- Boba Fett. I totally forgot about yeah. that fact. I think everyone else thought it was a Mandalorian too, because for a certain because a certain point, it did become the Mandalorian. <laughs> It's like, where is, oh, right, it was like, Mandalorian. This is the Mandalorian. Are we not talking about Boba Fett anymore? All right. Yep. He was there. Anyway, that's all we got. Um, I we got do want to say, I am seeing Creed 3 this Saturday. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in just like it. highlights, not even spoilers, just should you see it or not, I will let you know. Sure. Because I cool. this is the year of Jonathan Majors. So we're living in it. And I'm going to take advantage of seeing every movie I can. Hell yeah. Well, with that being said, thank you guys so much in hanging out and talking about all the wonderful things that we talked about. Listeners, don't forget that we have social media. And thank, well, well, first, let me thank you for making our show be the show for you to listen today. But don't forget we have social media. If you want to say hi or ask any questions, go on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and KeithWorthPodcast.com. With that being said, be safe, eat your vegetables, and keep going. This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.